Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The Walking Dead Season 10 is back, and it's over, but we're just getting started talking about zombies again for the first time in a long while here on Post Show Recap. It's the Walking Dead podcast back in your feed, baby. Uh, I'm Josh Brickler, joined here by Jess Lee. Jess, how you doing? Uh, well, Josh, I think what a timely show to have back in our lives, because I think after six months of everything that's been going on, everybody feels like a zombie. Yeah, uh, at least like uh, apocalyptic, right? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. I think zombie is a more charitable way to describe how I'm feeling at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I do think that like what we're living through right now is probably what the original intent behind Fear of the Walking Dead was, right? Like we're in like that uh, that pre-apocalypse apocalypse. That, that liminal space where you see your yeah. neighbor go home. And yeah. you're like, don't go in the house, dude. And he doesn't Not listen. Yet. No. Yeah. yeah. Except it's been a lot longer than six episodes or whatever it was that chronicled the start of the apocalypse on, on fear. Yeah. And, and you uh, thought fear felt like it took a long time to get going. <laughs> this has been a while. Uh, and it's been a while. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, this would normally be the time, Jess, that I feel like you and I would be getting ready for season 11 of The Walking Dead. But obviously, things being what they are. Not only are we not gearing up for season 11 of The Walking Dead, but we're actually closing the loop on season 10 of The Walking Dead with the delayed finale that has just aired. We're going to get into all of the details about that. We'll get into all the details about what's happening in The Walking Dead universe right now because there's a lot to cover. And I think it's also important that we set the stage for what's coming in the weeks ahead. Because while this is the final recap, the first and last recap of the flagship <laughs> Walking Dead for a while, it is uh, going to be the first of several zombie-related podcasts that Jess and I will be doing over the coming weeks. The flagship Walking Dead is off the menu, but that doesn't mean The Walking Dead is off the menu. Yeah, and I think people... I got several, I got at least like three people telling me they missed it when we were not talking about Fear the Walking Dead. So for those three people, you're going to be very excited because we're bringing it back because we have nothing better to do. <laughs> well, I think what we're going to do is really fun. Um, so so if you, if you stuck around after the Walking Dead finale that aired on October 4th, uh, then, you, then you caught the first episode of the brand new Walking Dead series, The Walking Dead world beyond aka uh, zombie babies uh it's the, it's the walking dead ba- it's the muppet babies of walking dead uh it's all this cute little look at these cute little cute, these cute little children just it's, running around is this is this lil walking dead it's a little walking dead uh <laughs> they're all so sweet and we're not gonna recap it this week we're not gonna do like a big deep dive into the world beyond um here's what you need to know about the world beyond uh there's a bunch of cute little babies who, who are gonna go out on a quest uh, they're going to cross the country and figure some stuff out, and they've never really dealt with zombies before because they've grown up with uh, extraordinary uh, apocalypse privilege. <laughs> they've had tremendous post-apocalyptic privilege, and they're going to go out and, and brave the apocalypse for the first time, and we're going to go with them. It's like the, the stand-by-me of The Walking Dead <laughs> is how it's billed. I was going to uh, say it's the Britney Spears crossroads of The Walking Dead. <laughs> we'll get into like the real specifics next week when we do our first episode of what's going to be a new podcast. Uh, it'll be here right in your same Walking Dead podcast feed, so you don't have to subscribe to another feed. Fear the Walking Dead World Beyond. Fear the Walking Dead World Beyond. Uh, it's, it's two shows in the Walking Dead universe being recapped in one podcast. On any given week, because next week, Fear of the Walking Dead returns for season six. Uh, Morgan's back 
Virginia. All these people are back. Uh, and Jess and I will talk about what's going on with those characters. We'll tell you what's going on on World Beyond. We'll do it in as clear of terms as humanly possible so that if you're not watching the shows, then you'll you'll at least get like a vague idea of what's happening on Sunday Night Zombie TV because Jess and I are reporting from the trenches. Uh, I expect it to be very light, very stupid, and very fun here on FTWDWB. I would caution anybody that is taking it seriously. It might not be the podcast for you because I... We don't know. You know yeah, well, maybe. we might end up feeling really like legitimately earnestly attached to it. I guess I'm going to allow for that possibility, but I'm also going to say that's not the spirit I'm going into it with. <laughs> like, I, I don't think I'm going to go like full Rob post helicopter episode, but you may recall the last Fear the Walking Dead podcast we did where it turned out that the power of beer saved everybody from being poisoned. I was pretty upset about that. I think like that's about the angle we're aiming for. Well, uh, beer is a magical power. Uh, we're not doing beer of the walking dead though. I'm not doing beer at all anymore. Miss it as much as I do. Uh, but who knows, depending on the quality, this could push me back. To the- <laughs> <No>. Okay. Dear <laughs> the walking dead franchise, please do not push Josh off the wagon. <laughs> Sincerely, Jess. Do not compromise my sobriety. No, I think we'll have a very good time here. I think it's going to be fun. We're going to talk about two shows for the price of one podcast. And that cost, by the way, is free. This will be a free podcast. Uh, But uh, if you have paid attention to anything that's going on in the Post Show Recaps universe lately, you do know that Post Show Recaps is on Patreon. I cannot imagine that I'm breaking news to you, but maybe I am. If I am, hey, guess what? Patreon.com slash Post Show Recaps is the site of Post Show Recaps' awesome new patron program where uh, for the for the low, low price of $5 a month, you're getting access to a patron-only podcast feed that contains a few bonus podcasts a week, including a weekly movie club, uh, community building, which is our podcast about a hypothetical community podcast, as well as uh, getting the, the our fingers on the pulse of what's happening in the Post Show Recaps community, as well as watching with Wiggler, which is a once-a-week monologue from yours truly about whatever it is I am watching. At the $10 level, you are buying your way into the Post Show Recaps patron Discord, which, Jess, is like maybe the greatest place on the internet? It is certainly a, a lot of fun. <laughs> like they have a bot. If you write, if you accidentally write a haiku in your post, yeah, it will immediately format it as a haiku. Seventeen syllables in your comment, and haiku bot shows up and turns your comment into a haiku. Uh, and that is just one of the very strange things that's happening in the Posture Recaps Patreon Discord, where I'm hanging out, Jess is hanging out, plenty of the other hosts in the Posture Recaps community are hanging out. Antonio's there, Mike Bloom is there, Latanya is there, Kevin is there. We're all there hanging out, talking to you, the listener who is hanging out in the Post Show Recaps Discord with us, talking about TV, talking about off-topic things, talking about movies, talking about Walking Dead. So really fun place to to come and, and stretch your legs and uh, get a little bit of a respite from everything else that's going on in the universe today. So if you can afford it, if it's something you're interested in, by signing up for the patron uh, program, you're supporting uh, the free content here on Posha Recaps. We're entering year seven in January, Jess. Uh, we're going to be seven years old, Posha Recaps. Uh, what a way to celebrate the the the, the new, uh, I, I don't know, <laughs> the birthday, a birthday present. I don't know. It's, it's, you know, we're celebrating, like, if Post Show Recaps was a human, it would be in the second grade this year. That's doing cute! It, doing it Zoom school and talking about what happened on The Walking Dead last night for all the other seven-year-olds. Wow. Post Show Recaps is almost the age of the main characters of The Walking Dead World Beyond. Uh, so that is uh, very exciting. Very Getting exciting. Close. Getting close. So sign up if you can. If you can't, we totally get it. If you can, you get really good bonuses um, and a, a really, really fun time with a lot of this extra content. Uh, but nothing else about Poster Recaps is changing. And in fact, thanks to the support of the people who can sign up for the patron uh, program, we're actually growing. We've got some really cool ideas for the ways that the podcast is just going to be expanding. Uh, we truly are just getting started, as they say here. Um, so Fear the Walking Dead World Beyond is coming next week. Let's save our world beyond takes for next week, Jess. 
And let's talk about The Walking Dead Season 10 finale in air quotes, because after this episode, Jess, there is now, uh, it's now been uh, announced, and this is, was announced after you and I recorded our, our one-hour-long recap of the entirety of The Walking Dead, which is in the Posha Recaps feed right now, which you can listen to if you are either a lapsed Walking Dead viewer or uh, you've never watched it at all and you just want to hear the podcasts, or you just uh, need some Walking Dead content. It's a fun show. Um, but since we recorded that, Jess, the news has been out that there is one more season left of The Walking Dead. There is also going to be six additional episodes here in Season 10 that will air at some point in 2021, which means The Walking Dead's ending is in sight, but it's 30 episodes down the line. Well, honestly, Josh... This makes a lot of sense because we are at we are close to the end of the comics. We have kind of one final arc to get through. And I think it is much better than trying to put 30 episodes into, you know, spanning five issues of the comics like we talked about in our recap. Um, it is I think it's better than trying to drag it out and come up with new stuff. I were happier about this. Honestly, I I think it's a little bit strange that we're getting additional episodes this season because it sure seemed to me like this was a good way to end this season. And where are they going to go in six episodes? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I interviewed showrunner Angela Kang. That interview is up at The Hollywood Reporter right now. Uh, and one of the things that she said was like the big plan that they had for the season 11 premiere was untenable in the current um, environment. Um, given the pandemic and given safety issues, uh, that it was gonna, it sounds like it was gonna require a lot of extras and closed spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, Horde of Zombies is a super spreader event waiting to happen and not on, just the zombie disease. Well, on, honestly, this is gonna be a very hard show to make, I think, moving mm-hmm. forward, uh, cause there's so much makeup involved, um, and so many like crowd shots and things like that. I, I, I do think that the Walking Dead franchises, they're going to have to adapt. Uh, and I believe that they can. It's, uh, you know, a lot of the issues that we have had with the show over the years mostly stem from like writing perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very rare that it's a production thing. Like the production seems like a really, really smart, uh, hardworking team that uh, I think that they can rise to this occasion. Um, occasion makes it sound like something worth celebrating. Can yeah. Rise it, to this hellscape. Not. <laughs> can rise to this. Yeah. Rise bullshit. to the hellscape. <laughs> rise uh, to there's this. a hashtag. <laughs> rise to this bullshit. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, because of that, they couldn't film the season 11 uh, premiere that they had in mind and they were already breaking season 11. And AMC did want more episodes. So, so they said, like, are there episodes within season 10? Like, are there, are there any additional episodes that you could give us? Uh, and so that put them back on the drawing board. It got them thinking, okay, what can we do? What are some smaller scale things? So it sounds like these six episodes are going to be somewhere in like the realm of like, uh, maybe like, and obviously it's just speculative. I'm trying to put my head on it. It's like that back half of season four that were sort of like character spotlight episodes. Mm-hmm. I expect it might be something like that. Maybe like the Maggie episode, yeah. Um, the the Connie and Virgil episode, um, may, maybe something with Eugene and the crew. Although I can imagine that what Eugene and the crew are getting up to would have been like a prime focus of the season eleven premiere. So they may be holding off on that. Um, but it sounds like these six episodes that they've ordered are episodes that they can actually create and produce and film right now, um, given uh, given all of the safety precautions that need to be put in place because of COVID nineteen. Right. I I wonder if they could eventually do something like Disney did in the mid 60s through the 80s, where they reused some of the rotoscoping they had done so that you have like all these characters dancing and doing like the exact same steps as characters in previous movies. Could we like just take some zombies out of one of the previous episodes and like put them in the new episode? Maybe. I mean, I, I think like, you know, if they and I believe that this is the case that there are, you know, the zombie extras on The Walking Dead, many of them are repeat regular customers. Oh, yeah. There's like, know? it's like that guy in Titanic that shows up in eight different places and <laughs> dies every time. <laughs> yeah. Like, or, you know, dress somebody up that's in the main cast, like make them be the zombie. You know, there could be, th- there are creative solutions here if like they like put like The Walking Dead crew in something of a bubble. Uh, like Greg Nicotero, who is responsible for KNB uh, FX, and KNB FX is like a big, it is the the you know the the visual effects engine behind The Walking Dead, and he's a, an often 
directing these episodes. He's a co-executive producer. He could, you know, I'm sure he would throw himself into the zombie line of fire. Like, I think that there are ways in which to do this with like really trusted individuals who are signing off uh, and are being protected. Um, But we just don't know. We don't know what any of that's going to look like. But I think like, could you get in season 10, the story of like an errant whisperer, that walks away and survives what happened here uh, in the season 10 quote unquote finale. I would be looking at something like that. I would be looking at like sort of like small scale stories, maybe things that are starting to to tip the hand towards tales of the walking dead, which that was going to be my next question was, are we, are we getting to the anthology series of it all? Right. And for those who don't know, um, in addition to the ending of The Walking Dead being announced, two new Walking Dead shows have been announced. So, Jess, we're in business. We're not going anywhere, despite what uh, some people would <laughs> would prefer. I'm sure uh, we're going to be in The Walking Dead business for a long time because after the flagship ends, there's going to be a spinoff on Daryl and Carol. There is going to be Tales of the Walking Dead, which is this anthology show that may like at certain points like span uh, arcs for certain characters or may just be like one-offs. Like this could be the way that they like bring John Bernthal back to do a Shane episode, stuff like that. Um, I can imagine Shane. (laughs) Shane. Is he dead? Is he not? It's really uh, ambiguous at the end there. Uh, (laughs) You know, there could be like uh, this, this, you know, six episode batch uh, that's still remaining in season 10 could be like the stuff of like Tales of the Walking Dead piloting, almost like proof of concept type stuff. It's, it's a backdoor pilot. Yeah, could be, could be. I mean, it's already greenlit, I think, is the show, but like it is, yeah. it is like, it is like proof of concept type stuff. And I, and I would imagine like maybe more like emotional coda stuff uh, rather mm-hmm. than like really ramping us too much into like something crazy and new. Cause let's get into the episode, right? The whisperers are done. That's done. There's no yep. Whisperer War anymore. So, like, if, if season 10 was the Whisperer War and we've got six episodes still to go, uh, it's going to be really awkward if they're really still trying to, like, deeply engage the Whisperer stuff. I don't know. We thought we were done with the governor and the governor came back. Yeah. So they could always, like, maybe it's not Beta. Maybe it's, like, Theta or Kai. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's always a Kai involved. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why have we not gotten a Kai on this show yet? Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm watching too much Legend of Korra. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think something like that could happen. Uh, like maybe, like that's what I'm thinking is like, could there be like, uh, like a small handful of whisperers mm-hmm. who survived what happened at the end of this, escaped, uh, and we, we like follow them through the woods and see what life is like in like sort of their mad scramble. We see them, see them realize like nobody's going to police us. We could just take this thing off now, and it's fine. And, and then I can smell like, better. Maybe there's like the few people who are like, "No, we ha- we we got to do it for Alpha. This is the way. This is the this is the way. We got to do it for Alpha. We got to do it for Beta. You know, yeah. Maybe they're going like full Mando here. Uh, so I th- I think that that could be a fun episode. I think that there's some comic book precedent for it. Yeah. Um, well, there's all those little side things and there's novels and yeah. I think that there, I, I, I'm trying to remember like what the story looked like in the immediate aftermath of the Whisperer War in Kirkman's comics. And I do think that like there were the occasional stories of like people who were like rogue whisperers or leftovers from the survivors who like would encounter Aaron or somebody and they would like get indoctrinated into the group. Cause they'd be like, thank God. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for taking pity on us. So the show loves to like make meals out of these like tiny little things that happen that I think that, uh, I think that that could be kind of good. Um, but are we putting the, the, the talking heads cart before the horse here? Uh, <laughs> by, well, by talking about this stuff, should we talk about the episode proper? Yeah, watch out, Josh. You might get what you're after. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. I mean, I don't think we need to like crawl through it in chronological order. Let's just no. talk about like the breakout stuff. Yeah, uh, the high how points. Did, how did you feel about it overall? Like, if this had been, I guess this is a two part question. So, if this had been the finale, how would you have felt about it as a finale? And then the second piece of that is like, what was the difficulty setting for you getting back into this after so many months away from where we were in the storyline was it tough well it's it's funny josh because i feel like the first question you're asking is also a two-part question because i think if i think this hits very differently if we watch it when it was supposed to have aired i think i would have been more fine with it 
at the time that it, you know, if we had gotten that penultimate episode, which was great, and then we go right into this final battle scene, I think it hits a lot differently than I think I don't need to have this wrapped up for me anymore than we already wrapped it up. And this battle is just kind of, it feels like waiting this long for something that we know is inevitable. That's not going to further the story and not going to open a whole ton of new doors. It didn't land for me as well as I think it would have if we just kind of had this be the coda on the season, the week after we watched the previous episode. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of my feeling about it. Um, I mean, that being said, it was it was certainly a piece of entertainment. I thought it was a well-done battle, but it, nothing happened in this episode that I was like, hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't wait to talk about the beta death because, yes. like, you know, that was a crazy scene. And there, there were some moments in the finale that were like, um, you know, not like Avengers Endgame levels of like, yeah, hell yeah, because like... Yeah. They spoil Maggie's return, which I think was a bad call. Like mm-hmm. to have Maggie in that opening montage, I think was a very poor choice. If Maggie just burst in in that Father Gabriel moment with with no prior uh, uh, tip off, I think that would have been great. I do not, for the life of me, understand why they didn't do it that way. Yeah, um, well, maybe it was a little too Game of Thronesy. Like, how many times in Game of Thrones were they in a battle and it's like, oh, all hope is lost. This person's going to die, and then like the cavalry comes in. Yeah, but at the same time, like Maggie's been gone for so long and we're getting Lauren Cohen back on the show and uh, you know she's going to be there in this episode and there's really no surprise factor Mm -hmm. when she shows up in that opening uh, montage, but there would have been if, you know, Father Gabriel is about to get killed and it looked like he was about to get killed in a way that was very evocative of something that happens to a certain someone who may or may not be Father Gabriel in the comic book, (laughs) (laughs) you know, uh, that I think, like, I I certainly was expecting Gabriel to die there. Oh, Uh, yeah. And I think I really would have expected it without any of the the Maggie uh, tip-off earlier on, but that was still in the back of my head. It's like, all right, so how is Maggie going to come in and sort of be, you know, the day? Sort of save everybody, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't quite like an end game moment, but it was cool. Um, and then, and then one that felt like an end game moment to me was, uh, hey, asshole. Uh, <laughs> you know, Negan showing up in the crowd, uh, was a, that was a, that was a pretty good rock star moment for me. Uh, that was a crowd pleasing moment for sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. I have some quibbles because I just thought that Beta's death was such an iconic comic book moment. And they really didn't do any of the things that made that moment cool. And, you know, we could get comic book zoning on this, but I think, I think we should skip the comic book zone this week because I haven't actually read the comics in six months. Like my copy of all the anthologies. Yeah, we are unprepared to do that, but I am prepared to say that in the comics, Beta got this extremely extra death yeah. not that this was not very extra but then they unmask him and they're like oh my god it's kareem abdul jabbar or whoever he was right, um, right. and we kind of didn't get that moment like we the audience already had that moment but it didn't land for everybody else and it didn't make that statement about oh that was the world before that i think was very powerful in the comics see i i don't know that i agree uh I, I really liked the way that it played out here. Uh, I would love to live in the world where Jesus was still alive on the show and he and Aaron are the two who get to kill Beta, which is what they mm-hmm. do in the comic. I think that that would have been really fun here. But I think that given Beta's relationships to the characters on the show, it made a lot of sense for it to yeah. come at the hands of, of Daryl and Negan. Um, Angela Kang talks about how part of the calculus there was it's not just because Beta's connected to those characters, but this is also like kind of reflective of where Daryl and Negan are at right yeah, now. Yeah, because they're connected to each other as well. Yeah, because again, it's like kind of hard to remember where we are. But like, oh, there, yeah. was, there was an episode relatively recently, you know, relatively is underlined heavily, uh, where the two of them were kind of uh, together, right? And yeah. they like are beginning the slow process of maybe building some modicum of trust. Uh, and so for them to, uh, again, in Kang's words, alley oop on the beta death, <laughs> uh, I, I think is, I think is cool for, for where they're going moving forward. And I actually kind of like the nonchalance about, uh, 
who Beta was for, for the sake of the comic. He's this famous basketball player that we never know the identity of. And on the show, he's obviously he's this famous musician who we also never really fully know the identity of, at least as far as the, the characters of the show. And I kind of like this moment of Negan being the guy who recognizes him being like, you know, like connecting like, oh, I love that guy's music is sort of <laughs> like the look on his face. He's like, do you know who that guy was? And what does Daryl say? He's like, yeah, he was nobody. <laughs> uh, you know that's a very yeah. good daryl dixon response and i think that that reflects a lot on like where we were and where we are which sounds yeah. like the name of a walking dead episode or a half moon album yeah where we were and where we are <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, I, that is that is a fair point and it it, it is a very it's a very iconic daryl moment yeah for uh, sure let me also add, because I have seen uh, some takes of like, oh, the, the beta death was a little bit underwhelming for me. Like, you know, it wasn't really like this huge, huge moment the way that it, uh, you know, it, it should have been for a character like this. Uh, shout out to Dino Dreams and the Post Show Recaps patron Discord, who said, I felt the beta death scene was anticlimactic. I expected a more explosive fight scene. Um, this <laughs> dude just gets knives. two knives through the eyes. He gets, like, <laughs> he gets the, stabbed in the eyes. The $75,000 patrons got to see that just now Josh and I made the same knives through the eyes gesture. It was a, a stab. He gets stabbed in the eyes and he's, he lives long enough to like process the rage of being stabbed through the <laughs> eyes <laughs> with these gigantic knives that have penetrated him like fully to the hilt. And he's able to stand up and be like, blah, that's nah, no, not good. And he's like flailing and drawing Ouchie. the attention of all the walkers. And he has time for his whole life to flash before his eyes and to like process how happy he is to be becoming one with the dead. Like no one has ever been this happy to be killed in the world of the walking dead at the hands of so many zombies. Uh, is the, you know, reliving the mosh pit days of his youth yeah i guess would there be a mosh pit at a country concert josh that's (laughs) that's thing number one but thing number two is it feels like he's just gonna feed them i don't think beta is there's not gonna be enough left beta for him to actually truly join the herd which i feel like would have been his desire yeah i think that would have been his pref uh he probably will just be like like in the vein of bicycle girl, right? Like I think yeah. it's like at at best if he's still like I operational. Think the knives probably ended him. You would think so, uh or would have given time at least. Yeah. Um, I I think that ends them like don't you usually like when you're really ending somebody so they don't come back to usually put a knife through their head. Yeah. So I think but then explain to me how he's able to stand up and be like, ah my eyes. Nah. Well, neurologically speaking it yeah. probably takes his brain a minute to stop, but I think his brain's probably damaged enough at yeah, this point. Likely true. It's likely true. But was that not very extra? It was In so fact, extra. I think Beta's death might be the most extra death uh, in The Walking Dead. It's certainly in the conversation. See the conversation for most extra deaths. Yeah, I don't. I I think Bob is pretty extra. Uh, by feeding some of his, uh, leg to cannibals. Yeah. Feeding his leg to cannibals. That's fairly extra. It's fairly extra. Um, Tyrese had a pretty extra death. Yeah. Tyrese was extra. He got visited by a thousand ghosts and then, um, (laughs) the dude in the prison that got shot in the head out of nowhere. That was fairly, that was was quick, quick, but yeah. Yeah. Um, who else got rocked in ways that are relatively extra? I mean, uh, Noah famously a rather extra death. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was gross. That was very gross. I mean, um, we, we knew it was coming because we had read the comics, but I think Glenn gets a very yeah, extra death because yeah. they duplicated the like mangled head scene from the comics, like shot for shot. Yeah. And they made you wait. Uh, yeah. At, well, so, so long, which like, yeah, I guess we just waited really long to find out that Beta was going to die. But that wasn't by design. By design, yeah. they made us wait like eight months for Glenn to get his eyes bashed out. Yeah. Well, maybe that's another thing that doesn't land very well. We didn't get very many deaths this episode. We got beta's death. That was, that was cranked up to 11. We got like one extra whose name I wouldn't even know if I hadn't gone on Reddit and we got Beatrice and that's it. Like that's all the deaths we got. Uh, Who is the extra and who is Beatrice again? 
She's the ocean cider who got devoured oh, in a very extra right. way. Right, like, right. That was also an extra death, but like who even cares who Beatrice is anymore? Um, I think there was a point at which we took this podcast seriously enough that we'd be able to name you all the Oceanside people, but it was like one of those Star Trek red shirt moments where the whole gang is going out and here's the A-team and also Beatrice. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, sorry about that. That's a tough break. Yeah. You and I were texting watching the episode together. Yes. Uh, yes we and, were. and there was uh, there was like, oh, okay, well, the, the whole crew is out to be part of this expedition to lead the herd away from the tower. Uh, And so like uh, there's even like the speech of like, we're not all going to make it through, but this is the only way we're like, okay, so are we going to lose someone important? Is someone important going to go? And of course it's, it's it's like literally an extra and Beatrice and nobody else. Everyone else is totally fine. Yeah. There were no stakes. It was like the people who died are two people you barely care about. And, one person you was a goner. So yeah, yeah, that was a misstep, I think. Um, and maybe, you know, they don't really want to write anybody out of the show at this point, but y- you need to, you need to end somebody to end the season. Yeah. Well, I mean, beta counts, I guess, to a certain extent, here's the thing. I, and I get why we know because AMC is like very genre show insecure. Right. Like they they need the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead is their jewel in the crown. AMC fully owns the Walking Dead as far as uh, like they don't have another production company on it. Like it's them. Um, And so they need the brand to keep going. They need the franchise to keep going. They can announce that the show is ending. I would suspect that part of the reason why season 10 is being extended rather than being like counted as its own like start to season 11 and then season 12 being the final season is literally just like money stuff, contract stuff. Of like, if we're just making supersized season 10 and supersized season 11, we don't have to revise necessary contracts. I would expect that that is a piece of this. Um, but they also want to assure the Walk Dead fandom that they are going to keep this show running in, in capacities, right? So they're going to announce Tales of the Walking Dead. Main Walking Dead will end, but there will still be shows set in the zombie universe. And then like the big one is we're going to do a Daryl and Carol spinoff. You know that they're going to make it through the show. They're going to be fine. And they're going to be so fine that you're going to get to watch them for another like 30 years. You're going to see them grow old together, you know? And I get that. And I look forward to it. And I'm excited about it. But one of the things it costs us, uh, and we see it as, as soon as this episode, but I think that this is going to be a thing that I really hope that the writers wisen up to and play into in a in a in a way that isn't like schmuck baiting us is um, Carol is going to go on like this, uh, you know, this quest to lead the walkers off the cliff. And this is going to be how she like, uh, you know, redeems herself and she's going to die in the process. But of course, she's not going to. And there's no point in any of that process that you are ever concerned that Carol is going to die. Yep. And he probably never would be anyway, but now you're really not because you know that she's got a spinoff show coming up. Uh, and I guess like, you know, Endgame kind of like made you look with like, well, they're going to do a Black Widow movie, so she'll be <laughs> fine. Um, but like, I don't think that the Daryl Carroll spinoff is going to be a prequel. I guess it's theoretically possible. Oh God, that would be, be that'd really be weird. I think it'd yeah. be bad. I think that'd be a bad choice and I don't know how they would like really... Uh, there are ways to retcon that, but I, I think it'd be I think it'd be hard, and I think it would be not worth doing. So you know that Carol's going to make it. So there is zero suspense in Carol walking the herd off to the ledge, except for maybe that like Lydia is going to do it. Um, but like in the execution of all of that, Lydia just tackles Carol to the ground and doesn't. Um, she, you know, she's never really at risk. Uh, so I was I was feeling basically zero suspense during that whole thing. Yeah, same. Well, and I think I would be anyway, just because that is Carol's thing. Yeah. Carol's like, I'm going to go remove myself from the group for the good of the group. And then somebody always pulls her back in. Yeah. Like that is that Carol has done that. How many times at this point? Like, I'm no good for the group. I just caused damage. And then somebody pulls her back in. Yeah. And I, I just, I think. I will like it better when she's on her own show where she's just got one person to kick around. And maybe every week that's literally Carol telling Daryl, oh, I'm no good for you. I have to leave now. And Daryl pulling her back. Yeah. I Maybe that's all the show is. 
I don't know. I don't know. I mean, so I, I think that the idea is that they've been planting seeds for the spinoff for a while, um, that this was one that they knew that they were going to be doing even before they announced that The Walking Dead itself was ending. So it sounds like if The Walking Dead wasn't going to end where it's ending, they were going to have Daryl and Carol like go off into the sunset anyway. and just fire the rest of the cast. Yeah, or whatever they were going to do. And I and I think I think that this like we could go to New Mexico. Like, I think, like, that whole thing, like, that's probably the show. Open like, it'll up be, a restaurant in Santa Fe. It's going to be, like, it's going to be the Riding Dead, right? Like, I think that yeah. that's literally what the show will be. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, that is the name of the show. <laughs> or, like, well, the Wandering Dead. Like, I think, I, think, I think the verbing dead is a thing that you and I do. I don't know that yeah. other people do it. But it's funny. I'm going to give you a hot take about the world in general, Josh. I think the internet has ruined a lot of suspense in television solely because, and I think the first example of this is your beloved lost because you would hear news that somebody got a DUI and then they'd be off the show. Yeah. Like, Oh, Anna Lucia, let's not get attached to her. She's getting kicked off the show. Sure, sure, sure. You know, Oh, Mr. Echo. Allegedly. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mr. Echo. He's don't get to attach to anything he's doing. It's not important. He's going away. Yeah. And, now it's continued into everything. So you hear somebody's got a spinoff, you know, they're not going to die. And then you can kind of extrapolate from there that there's probably people that are going to die. Like we have talked every episode. I think we talk about Lauren Ridloff stars on the rise. Right. We, I don't think it's going to be the Daryl Carroll and Connie spinoff. So no. what's going to happen to Connie? Death. Death. <laughs> and we thought she was already dead. I'm surprised I was, she's not. I was surprised that they put the like the the Connie button on there uh and like connected her to Virgil too, which is scary cuz Virgil has done weird things to people. Uh so <laughs> But you know, that uh, whole episode was about can, you know, are people redeemable? Like can we let them sure. And it looks like, "Oh, look, you made the right choice." And maybe Michonne, you should continue to feel bad for leaving that guy with the orange backpack on the side of the road. Cause what if he was also a Virgil who's saving Connie? Right. Right. And I, you yeah. know, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that'll be a really, oh, I love both of those actors. I love, I, I'm sure that's one of the episodes we're getting. I would hope so. I would hope so. I think that that would be good. Um, but yeah, you would think that like if she and Daryl are supposed to be OTP, then she's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and it it may be one of these situations where Carol kind of causes her death or can't save her. And then there's tension between the two of them. And that's how we kick off the show. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll um, see. Anything on Maggie and Maggie's return? It's just so <laughs> great to see her back. I mean, there's really nothing to say other than like, man, I'm thrilled to have Maggie back. It, it's great that Maggie's back. I have a lot of questions. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who is the gimp? Uh, that that was that was basically all of my questions were, who is the gimp? Bring out and the gimp. <laughs> what, what is the point? Like, why are we doing this? And yeah. I, are we supposed to care? Because I honestly, I don't know. I care a little bit because yeah. of how hard the show wants me to care. But why are you doing this? Who is this What guy? is the point? What is and, that? <laughs> like, is it somebody we thought was dead and they're bringing him back? Or, oh, God. Like, did... Did young Herschel have a premature growth spurt and grow up in a dojo? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is it, is, it, Geor- is it Georgie? And this is like Georgie's like uh, super suit. <laughs> Georgie got very, maybe, yeah. maybe the, maybe the previous th- incarnation of Georgie is Georgie's super suit. And uh-huh. she takes off the Mrs. Doubtfire getup and gets oh. into the gimp suit. Oh, that's interesting. So that Georgie is a Mrs. Doubtfire style ruse. Yes. And the the true Georgie is underneath this. Yeah, this is her true form is the gimp suit. (laughs) I hope that's correct. You know, (laughs) the writer's room clearly listens to our podcast and they have our best interests at heart. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) I was trying to think. It's like it's the gimp. Uh, it's like uh, it's it, this is like uh, the rubber man of American Horror Story here on Walking Dead. It's like this is a scary looking character. The the head to toes stuff. It's got to be one of two things. It's either somebody we already know. What if it's Heath? Maybe it's Heath. This could be our way to the Heathcliff. It's it's been a long time coming. Yeah, I mean we've been we've been waiting for this. Um, or it's somebody who has been like horrible 
and they hide themselves like this is the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> yeah. I would like it if uh, we dug in deeper to celebrity culture in The Walking Dead, because I do appreciate how they did that through the beta story. And this idea of somebody who is like so massively famous now in the world of The Walking Dead was able to like reclaim his privacy, even if it was at the expense of so many people. Uh, like, I would love to see the Phantom of the Opera. Like, they could have like a Broadway actor. Uh, oh, totally. Yeah, I was Phantom. I was just thinking about how in the current climate, it must be much better to be a famous person because you can go out and people aren't bothering you. Yeah. Although they still seem to be able to like notice when like Chris Pine is out. Yeah, well, Pop. he has very expressive eyes. Yeah, I think that might be it. No, I like this. Uh, the Phantom of the Opera showing up on The Walking Dead. Is <laughs> the music of the Night of the Living Dead. Uh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, we don't know. I, could, could this be someone from... Uh, this community we encounter by the end. No, of the one episode. of those. Uh, there's this. There's the 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 cliffhanger ending here. Is Eugene, the princess, and Ezekiel and Yumiko being surrounded by these soldiers in white and red armor with their cool little like sharp rifle gunblade things from Final Fantasy VIII, and they're <laughs> uh, surrounding them. They're like, get on the ground. Blah 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 blah. blah. We're not allowed to call them stormtroopers. I mean, let's call them stormtroopers. That is effectively what they are. Um, is is Maggie and her gimp traveling friend, are they connected to the stormtroopers? It's a good question. What if it's C-3PO under the gimp suit? <laughs> then they're going to be able to uh, have, uh, you know, they could meet a lot of people who speak different languages, and that will make the translation process go much smoother. Oh, Totally. Yeah. Totally. Like, he'd be a good person to have in the zombie apocalypse. Great storyteller. Great yep. zombie bait. Yeah, because you could chew on his head all day and nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Goodness gracious me. Uh, you know, like, I think that there's oh, a lot of that. Oh, stop people. that. Yeah. Oh, like nerve. Oh, they're eating my eyes. Yeah, but we'll just <laughs> fix them. We'll fix them. We'll fix them. You'll be fine. Uh, yeah. Any any thoughts on the, the cliffhanger at the end? This is comic book territory. Uh, this is, you know, if you if you read the comics, you've been waiting for this. And this is, you know, sort of like the setup for the final arc from the comic books, which we now know will be the final arc of the show as well. Um, I mean, we kind of know where it's going. We know who these people are. I am I am curious to see if they handle it similarly to how they handled it in the comics. But yeah, I mean, you knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Like, I think even if you didn't read the comics, you kind of knew that it was a bit of a trap. You know, actually thinking about it, like short of this premiere, the season 11 premiere that was like theoretically going to be like heavy on tons and tons and tons of walkers. They're actually entering a decent place in the story where maybe they can control that to a bit because we're, we are getting back to this place where like uh, the zombies are like trees and, you know, and air, you know, mm -hmm. givens in the world. Yep, and, you just go out and oh, there's a deer and there's a zombie. And like the monsters are people. And like I think that we are we are circling back to this place where like civilization is the is the enemy. Uh or like, you know, uh botching government is the enemy. Things like that. And and I feel like on that level, uh, from a production standpoint, this storyline is activating at a time that might be beneficial to to the show, given all of the production challenges that it's facing. So I'm interested to see how it plays yeah. out. Uh, well, for sure. I think, and I think we're going to talk about World Beyond a lot more in the next installment of our podcast. The only but, thing about it I want to say this week is I love that that little guy with the little brown suede suit. Uh, a Frodo. <laughs> what, a good, what a good look on, on, on Frodo Baggins. Yeah. I, I I'm into it, but I also think it's much easier to shoot most of that pilot because they were in a community that looks much like ours. And I'm going to guess whatever they're doing with, you know, this thing, we know what it's called. We know what these people are from. You can go behind the walls and you don't have to have a million zombie extras because there just aren't a million zombies there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so th there's there's things that I think uh, I, I think that that stuff might align. Yeah. Um, um, I have a thought about the wagon full of subwoofers. Yeah, let's talk about that because that was wild. That was great, and you know we have seen people do this before. I think it was the wolves that had that junkyard with the semi truck with the lights and the music and the zombies would get in the truck. 
Yeah. And I was like, why is everybody not doing this? Mm -hmm. (laughs) This should have been like, everybody should always do this all the time because it works extremely well. And every time I see like bad guys kind of leveraging the zombies to serve their purpose, I'm just thinking, why are we not all doing that? Yeah. And they're stupid for not doing it all the time. And that's my hill I'm going to die on in the Walking Dead universe. So to see it happen here and be used correctly. I, I'm down with that. Jess, everybody loves music, you know? Yes, like, yes, they I, do. I think that, like, uh, even zombies. Even zombies are going to be like, oh, I could eat humans or I could go to a rock concert. I think I might go to the rock show. I, I think, uh, given the choice between eating humans and going to a rock show, the choice is clear to me. Yeah. And I feel like the use of Talking Heads was really very clever there. It would be more clever if they used life during wartime. But as I understand it, Josh, there are a lot of songs they could have used in this juncture. Yeah, I actually think we have uh, this is exciting. Uh, Jess and I have spent a lot of time digging into our sources to see if we could uh, pull some of the sample clips that they almost played during that scene uh, where the talking heads was playing. Would you like to set up uh, number one? Yeah. All right. Well, I don't think this requires any setup, Josh. Okay, so this was almost the song that they played during yes. the scene where they had the the subwoofer uh, to lead the herd away. So this yeah, is which ex- is weird because it kind of exists out of time. But yeah. here we go. So this is this is an exclusive for those of you who listen to yes. the Walking Dead podcast here on Pusher Recap. So let's take yep. a listen. I gotta know where the f- is Lucille. <laughs> in the scene in the comics, she was such a big deal. <laughs> you don't see her shatter on Beta's gray matter, and this gives me all of the feels. <laughs> so tell me now, where the f- is Lucille? Wow. So that was very nearly featured uh, yes. in in uh, the finale. Uh, Which is just... weird because this happened before, you know, before mm-hmm. Lucille would have broken over Beta. Right. So in the comics, uh, Lucille, uh, Negan is wielding the baseball bat Lucille and he smashes Beta in the back with it and it breaks Lucille. Yeah, and I was waiting for that to happen, but I guess we haven't seen Lucille. Uh, the Walking Dead wiki says she was abandoned in a field, which would also rhyme with Lucille if mm-hmm. I wanted to spin that song parody out even more. But yeah, uh, yeah, no, it's a very serious song. I don't know why you're calling it a parody. Uh, it's exclusive. It's it's true. I, I it really does reflect the feelings of the moment, especially for the comics readers. Yeah, I, very, I believe. very nearly made it onto the show, but that's not yes. all. We we've a few other songs uh, yes. that they were going to use instead of Talking Heads. Uh, which one do we have here for number two? Um, well, this one, I think very near and dear to everybody's heart. And I think something that Josh, you in particular would have been asking for. Okay. So let's listen. And this was almost yep. in the episode. Yep. You'd think that zombies would have had enough of crunchy death sounds. (laughs) But I look around me and I see it isn't so. (laughs) There's a horde of walkers making lots of crunchy death sounds. (laughs) And what's wrong with that? Oh God! Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, we forgot to warn everyone that some of the artists who were recording this, uh, these, songs, they had some crunchy death sounds. Yeah, they were consumed by walkers in the making yeah. of the music. Uh, so well, you know, if they were playing music, if they'd had like a live stage situation on the back of that truck. I think we would have seen that actually go down. That's true. So it's That's another. Good- it's an alternate staging. Uh, so we have we have another song that very nearly made it into the Walking Dead finale um, instead of uh, the Talking Heads. What do we got here, Jess? This is the final one. This is an artist that I think the entire post show recaps and Rob has a podcast nation. I think it's very near and dear to all of our hearts. Okay, so let's listen in. This was uh, 
this all, this could have really put us on the map. Uh, PosterRecaps.com slash Patreon would be lit. After, oh, it'd be so lit. After uh, the Talking Dead talked about uh, the fact that this came from our neck of the woods. So yes, it did. Let's Here we go. We got a cameo from Scott. He's still around now. Scott, he's not dead yet. Scott, helping kids now. Scott, come on now. I can't believe that guy's not dead. He's still around. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not dead. How's he still here, baby? He's not dead. He's not dead. Not dead. He's not dead. Helping kids now. He's not dead. Come on now. A little bit of Scott 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 now. Uh, uh, so gross so gross (laughs) see if we'd gotten shut up tim to be the guy that performed on top of the wagon yeah post show recaps would be so lit and that is so gross yeah i i want to give a shout out to shut up tim for recording that for the production team um that is disgusting I'm, I'm but, very upset at it. Hey, Scott deserves to be celebrated because how is he still alive on the show uh, years after his off-screen spouse is dead and on Star Trek? And yeah. Scott's still kicking it. And well, Scott and Diane, yeah. unsung MVPs of the episode, really. So here's a little ditty about Scott and Diane. Uh, oh, we have, yes. We don't have that handy. Actually, we do have a couple <laughs> of extra tracks, though. Um, so the scene where where Beta dies after he's been stabbed in the eyes and then mm-hmm. he's like being ripped apart by um, the, the herd of the walkers and yep. mosh pitting his way to death. Um, they almost uh, put a, a couple of different music tracks on, on that scene actually, Jess. And I was able to, uh, to scrounge up two of the alternate takes that they almost played. Uh, so here's the first one. It's pretty short. All right. You better be ready. <laughs> that's it. That's, yeah. that's it, huh? Yeah. Just they, uh, <laughs> They pronounced beta pretty weird. Let's hear oh, that you again. beta be ready. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's hear that again. You better be ready. Yeah. Uh, so clearly the music artist there is not a huge Walking Dead fan. No. They're pronouncing it beta. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that's weird. Uh, let's hear it one more time. You better be ready. Okay. You know, I can hear it. I, I hear I, what they're I guess. I, I really, I think we need to slow it down and yeah, like. I think like just like vaguely, I sort of understand what they're going for. I guess. Um, here was they. They were thinking that like maybe the uh, this is the last song we have for everyone. That this was going to be something that uh, would like maybe like change the tone of the scene a little bit too much. Like it was obviously like it's a great occasion for the good guys that Beta is dying here, but like. They thought maybe this was like putting like too much of a fine point on the celebratory nature of it. But anyway, this uh, song very nearly played. I, w- I watched because uh, of my access, my sources. I, I watched a cut of the scene of Beta's death. Oh, well, with, with this uh, song playing underneath it. So it's okay. Uh, quick listen. Step two times right, <laughs> freaking eyeball. <laughs> Wipe through his eyes And now Beta is gone Oh my darling Right through Beta's freaking eyeballs Knives in his eyes And now Beta is dead He's very dead Oh my god, he is massively super dead (laughs) He's not alive, Josh So that that almost made the cut uh, Wow but I think that they decided ultimately it was like, ah, like people are going to be too happy. We want them like to feel like you know more complicated emotions. Than yeah, it's it's true. It's it's supposed to be. Well, I don't know. Beta was happy about it, so yeah. No, he seemed pleased. He seemed pleased to to be going. Uh, and we too are leaving, Jess. We're leaving the main Walking Dead. The main Walking Dead is at an end, but. You better be ready. Because we are far from finished here as it pertains to the Walking Dead coverage on Post Show Recaps. Fear the Walking Dead World Beyond. Coming your way next week, we are going to be sending you dispatches from the two spinoff shows of The Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead World Beyond. Can you believe it, Jess? I can't believe we have three Walking Dead shows out there in the world. 
There's going to be like 10 by the time. Yeah, 10. It's not 10 series in a movie, you guys. No. Not 10 series and nine movies. Yeah, there's the movies still, too. We think. Uh, but there's the shows and all of the stuff, and there's going to be plenty of zombie action over the next several weeks, and so we'll be here right in your Walking Dead podcast feed. Hopefully, you're already subscribed. If not, find the Walking Dead post-show recaps podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Jess and I will be here next week talking about Fear the Walking Dead's Season 6 premiere, and we'll give our thoughts on World Beyond thus far as well. So this will act as uh, our first real takes on World Beyond, beyond uh, just the idea of like, all oh, those cute little kids, look at them, look at them go, look at them go. I really like you, you little guys. You got <laughs> such great fighting spirit. I just want to really encourage them. So we'll see what's going on with all of that. Uh, you can talk to Jess and I through various channels. You can hit us up on the Twitter bots. I'm at Round Howard. Jess is at Haymaker Hattie. Uh, you can also email us, TWD at postshowrecaps.com. You can send us feedback that way all season long as we're talking about fear and world beyond. You can also talk to us on the Discord, the Postshow Recaps patron Discord, the happiest place on the internet uh, by signing up at the $10 tier, uh, the $10 monthly tier to join the Postshow Recaps patron discord you won't regret it i don't think we're having a really good time and it's been fun yeah so much fun um jess anything else going on um right now it is starting to be a very busy time over in our world so in addition to all of the post-show recaps shenanigans um we have star trek coming up very soon yep uh, Mike Bloom and I will be breaking down everything that happens on the new season of Disco, and we're going to have a special episode dedicated to Lower Decks. I think, in retrospect, I, we made the right call not to recap it episodically, but we'll have a few thoughts on that before we get right into Season 3 of Disco, which is going to be pretty lit. Uh, we also have The Amazing Race coming up over on Rob is a Podcast. Uh, we are doing a cast preview later today, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. We are really anxious to have it back, uh, especially now that Phil Kogan is our BFF. So I can't promise he's going to stop by the podcast ever, but I hope we, so. I, I do too. Yeah. Phil, if you're out there, if you're listening to all of our coverage, Phil's going to be watching the walking dead world beyond. Maybe he'll want to swing by. Yeah, I, I mean, he has a standing invitation to stop by any of the podcasts right. that we do, and he can correct all the stuff we got wrong, which I'm sure he knows all about on every show in the world. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's a delight. So, yeah, if you, if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to, go back and rewatch Tough as Nails, which mm-hmm. landed on CBS this past summer, and then go listen to our coverage on Rob's podcast because it got pretty awesome. Yeah. And oh, we are excited. <laughs> yeah, we, we are excited to continue to pay tribute to our favorite guy, Phil, throughout the season of Amazing Race. And I think Amazing Race is going to be a very weird show to watch in this current climate. Yeah, but, I think it's going to be. But I think that in, there are ways in which uh, that's going to be very valuable for people to kind of like. I, I certainly found that when we were doing Top Chef coverage on reality TV wrap ups at a time where like restaurants were closed, um, it was. Uh, it was really nice to kind of like feel some sense of normalcy through that. Um, so I think like for travel enthusiasts, I know I'm certainly more excited about amazing race than usual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah. I hear that. And yeah. you know, speaking of food podcasts, I, I did a food podcast with your better half this yes. past weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I helped, helped the great Emily Fox and the great Kirk Clark recap the great British bake off. Yeah. And that was a very, a very, healthy and tasty amount of fun emily fox's first time uh emceeing uh moderating a podcast she's she's, she got off the line she's like i think it went pretty well it went awesome you wouldn't have known that was her first time i was like emily you did so well you did so yeah it was amazing so proud of her you can hear emily fox on post show recaps theater our weekly movie club podcast over on the patron feed for post show recaps that one is only for patrons but the other patron-only podcasts that we have that are dropping in the patron feeds are actually accessible. Here's a hot tip. Here's a hack. You can go to patreon.com slash recaps, and you can listen to new episodes of Community Building and Watching with Wiggler on the website, even if you're not a patron of Post Show Recaps. Making those free, at least for now, uh, to see if we can. Can we not entice you to, to consider, to think about it? If you've listened to all of these Walking Dead shows for all these years we've been doing them, don't you just want to like keep us alive help help us help us 
Uh, so if it's something that you're interested in, we would certainly appreciate your support. We thank you either way. Uh, and we've got a lot going on on post show, uh, beyond walking dead, lost down the hatch, hang in there, the avatar rewatch podcast, uh, Lovecraft country. We've got so many things happening. The Marvel cinematic universe rewatch is up to Avengers Endgame. So it's, it's crazy times here in October. And I can think of no crazier way to close out the podcast this week than with a little more shut up, Tim. So one last <laughs> time with feeling, and we'll be back next week for <laughs> FTWDWB. Take care, everybody. Bye. <laughs> we got a cameo from Scott. He's still around now. Scott, he's not dead yet. Scott, helping kids now. Scott, come on now. I can't believe that guy's not dead. He's still around, yeah, 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 yeah. He's not dead. How's he still here, baby? He's not dead. He's not dead, not dead. He's not dead. Helping kids now. He's not dead. Come on now. A little bit of Scott 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 now.